0: Hey, this is Tyler Murphy, and you're listening to the Montana Gallery Podcast, and today I'm recording this on my phone. We'll see if this works. Um, I'm sitting here at my kitchen table with my MacBook Pro in front of me, and it keeps on starting and restarting on its own, so who knows? Maybe it's maybe it's shot. Maybe it's dead. Uh, I've got a couple emails for today. Um which, by the way, God, thank God, this uh, laptop lasted me. You know, if it's if it's dead for good, that sucks. But at least, at least I got what I needed out of it through uh, through the Yellowstone show. So, um, oh, here, yeah, hear that? It just keeps on trying. I don't know what to do. Hmm, maybe I'll well. This is like the fourth time it's done that now. <clears throat> um, but I'm going to try to get to a couple emails here. If I can put this recording on. This I'm recording through this app that I, that I use to host my podcast. And uh, I'll see if I can just put this into the background while I pull up some emails. Um, I think I've got at least one email that I want to... want to go over let's see what what have i been up to we had the yellowstone show on uh what was that thursday last week it went really well uh we we sold quite a few paintings from it and um uh it was you know crazy up until up until that five o'clock opening of course just you know as always I'm pushing up until the very last minute to get everything done that I want to get done. But, um, yeah, it's cool. We sold a lot of paintings to people here in Billings, which is, um, different than, than usual. So, uh, if you're looking at, at this stuff from, sorry, if you're looking at this stuff from online, you know, there's, where, where are you online people? We, we, uh, we missed you this time, but, I'm so grateful that things here in Billings are starting to. Um, we're starting to kind of become more well known as this downtown business and um, a place that that people are coming to appreciate as a as a space that you can come to and and expect to see really good art and. Uh, so we had, gosh, we probably had several hundred people that came through Grant Jones. Uh, rocked it as I knew he would. And, uh, oh yeah, a couple things about him. So he just released a Kickstarter for his new album. And uh, I've listened through a lot of it. Uh, It's almost, the album is almost done. And he's just got this Kickstarter going to kind of recoup some of the expenses that went into recording it. They've been working on it for... um, Quite a long time, actually, and I actually helped him uh, film the. If you go to his Kickstarter, if you go to Kickstarter and type in Grant Jones, Kickstarter com, and type in Grant Jones, you can you can uh, see this video uh, where he explains, you know, the different perks of the Kickstarter and kind of tells a little bit of the history of the kicks of uh, this album. It's called Nighttime Friends, and uh, he and I recorded that, that we. I videoed him uh just outside my house and then we went jumped in his uh in his truck and uh and we I'm just gonna close my lap well, shoot, I don't know what to do here. There it goes again. I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna push this button. But Grant and I uh we recorded this is not good, you guys. Man. Okay. But we recorded this Kickstarter video of his I think it was like in the fall of 2017. And, um, and so he's just kind of been sitting on it and they've been perfecting this album and it's, um, it's well worth the wait. I am so excited for him and for myself as a listener and a fan of his music. And, uh, for any of you guys out there, uh, go really go check out his Kickstarter, uh, I think the easiest way to do that is go to kickstarter.com, type in Grant Jones. You can see that video that I'm talking about and then also he's got one of the songs just um he's got one of the songs further down on the page that's uh that he's released it's called Daisy and it's just such a beautiful 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 song. He's one of my favorite songwriters. Uh Billings has so many great uh musicians here and i um am very lucky to be good friends with um with my favorites guys like grant jones and parker brown ryan kayberry um it's they're some of my best friends here and so I'm really fortunate in that sense um and we'll get uh of course we've had uh grant on before, but we'll try to get him back on the podcast here soon so that he can maybe tell you more directly about this Kickstarter campaign. I saw that he's already raised like $1,500 and his goal is 3,000 and he's still got another like, I don't know, 25 days to go on it or something. So I think that he'll easily hit that, hit that number and, uh, it'd be great if, if he, um, you know, went, uh, was supported far beyond that $3,000 mark. So, um, I need to get on there and send give him some money. Uh, but anyways, he played the other night at the gallery for this Yellowstone opening with Parker Brown and Phil Griffin backing him up. And my God, it was so good. It just, uh, uh, man, just, I don't know. You just have, you you have to come. You got to see him, uh, live sometime. Hopefully he does. Um, tour around a little bit. Maybe, he, maybe he'll maybe he be performing um, somewhere near you, or maybe if you're listening, you know, maybe once he's on tour, maybe you could uh, organize some sort of a show for him. I don't know. I don't know if he'd be into that or not. But, um, uh, and then this weekend, let's see, got done with the Yellowstone show, crashed pretty much all day Friday, um, slept in uh, for a good... For a good amount of the day uh and then and then had to do a couple couple things uh what was it that i had to do well, i still need to return some emails the email oh, I'm i'm getting i'm falling behind on that stuff you guys I, and now that my computer's down it's gonna be a little tricky um but uh and then let's see this weekend i went up to visit my grandma she's not she's fell unfortunately and, um, broke, broke a bunch of bones. And, um, so she's recovering. And, um, I just got back from that late last night and man, this place that she was in, I, I was really impressed by the, um, by the level of, uh, just kind, just the level of kindness and and care um in this facility. Like there was this guy named Jack who came in and um you know he was I assume that he's kind of like a janitor at this place, but he cares so much about each of the patients in there and, you know, comes in. He came in and introduced himself to my grandma, said, I'm Jack, I'm uh you know, I'm I'm here to clean up the room and um I'll be coming in every day around this time and and, uh, you know, he started talking with me and made sure that I was staying for dinner and, and, you know, he, he was really excited that I was going to stay and, and really he was bragging up the, the, uh, the food that this place serves. And, uh, so I stayed and I, I, he was right, man, this place served great food. This, uh, this, uh, kind of rehab center up, up in Great Falls, uh, So good job benefits and, um, and, uh, met a couple, couple elderly people there. Both of them were 91 and I was really inspired by both of them. Like they both had such this, uh, this attitude of, uh, just taking every day and looking for the good in every day. And I've been thinking about that stuff a lot lately that, um, you know, there's like different kinds of health in life. You like, you could be really healthy and, um, and only see the bad in life. Um, and that that would like, in some sense you're physically healthy, but mentally you're, um, you're a sick person. And on the opposite end, like you could be a sick person. You could have a lot of, uh, uh, physical pain that you live in or, um, you know, or, or even, even psychological things, um, you know, traumas in your past. And yet, and yet sometimes, uh, people in those circumstances are, are the best and, and, and most, um, capable of affirming life and that even though they're physically unhealthy, um, that affirmation of, of life, of, of seeing the good in, in life and not focusing on, on all the, all the horrible things of life is signs that is a sign that they are, um, actually very healthy. And, um, I've been, just been thinking about that lately that do I affirm life? Um, do I see the good in, in, in things? Um, I, and I wish that I was better at that, uh, in a lot of ways. I, I wish like the other night I went out, uh, met up with some friends and, and they were all dancing and everything. And I, I just wasn't really feeling, uh, like dancing, <laughs> but I I think I was just mostly kind of exhausted after this Yellowstone show. But it. But I at least was able to kind of, uh, I guess, just look at look at this all with like a, a joyous spirit and look at at the fun they were having with with kind of this joyous spirit. So, um, I guess in that sense, I think I was affirming life. And I got out there and danced a little bit. But, um, but uh, yeah, I guess I'd I'd like to to. Uh, um, really think through like, am I affirming life today? Am I, am I seeing the good in, in all of this? Um, so I think that kind of catches us up. Uh, trying to think if I have anything else to tell you. Um, but, and, and I probably with this way of Recording this I won't be able to do any editing so there will be a few pauses here and there Maybe I can stop this thing if I I would like. I'm sitting here thinking I kind of wish I Had made a pot of coffee before starting this so I'm gonna pause this real quick and make myself a pot of coffee And then we're gonna come back with at least one email Um, There's one that I haven't uh, I just read like the first line of it and I thought you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this uh, without uh, without having read the whole thing through as I record this podcast and we'll see how it goes. I guess if it's if it's really hard for me to get through or like uh we'll see how it goes and maybe we'll, if if you listen to it I guess uh or if it exists in this recording um you'll know that uh I don't know what you'll know. I I guess that it went went okay. All right, here we go. I'm going to make some coffee. I'll be right back. Well, you know what? this kind of sucks i uh, just cleaned out the coffee maker, got it all ready to go, went out this morning, bought some coffee from some whole coffee beans from uh, from Eben, and um, just realized that my roommate who just moved out, took the coffee grinder with him. <sighs> I remember that being mine. That's frustrating. Hmm. All right, okay, it's all right, it's okay. Um, all right, well, okay, I guess, you know what, I I gotta go buy a coffee maker, a coffee grinder real quick, because yeah, my, my mind is set on that. I'm obsessed. With having coffee, I've been planning it all day, and um, now I can't. So, all right, I'll be I'll be back in a little bit. Do you sell coffee grinders? I was hoping that the local convenience store would have, would have the coffee grinder, but it doesn't. That's okay. So, um, we'll go down to. Where are we gonna go? Bed bath and beyond? That's on the other side of town. Oh, alright, Pete. He's. My roommate got married. Um, couple weeks ago and so he's very slowly moving out of my house we have two other uh friends that have moved in or that are moving in at least trying to as as pete moves out <sighs> taking everything or he's taken very little but he did take the coffee grinder I was just sitting here thinking how like I feel in myself this this um I don't like the way I feel about this this lack of this coffee grinder in my life and I it reminds me of this other time where like this feeling where I was expecting to have things go the way I wanted them to go this morning and and now everything's been derailed at the last second, there was just one little little piece that was missing. And um, it's such a ridiculous thing, you know, to get worked up about. But it, it kind of reminds me of... I remember that there was this one time where I um, went into the gallery. Like, I was working on... What was it? It was some commission that was really... Uh, um, Like... I just really needed to just get it done and be, and move on with my life. Oh yeah. I remember what it was. Okay. So it was this big, it was a big, uh, it was a big like triptych painting. Um, and I actually, I did really enjoy painting it, but, um, I did all this work the day before to kind of prepare the surfaces and get the gallery kind of turned into my studio space so that the next for the next couple days I could just go in there and just work and get this get these paintings done and I closed off the door to the coffee shop next door there's this five foot sliding door between our spaces so I closed it off the night before so that nobody could be in there when I showed up the next day at uh, like 10 in the morning because I'm I'm quick I'm an early riser and uh, so I get there at like 10:30, maybe 11 or something and i walk in i unlock the door and sure enough there's two people sitting in my space and um well i should maybe also say like that morning i, I remember it you know i woke up was getting myself kind of mentally prepared and and everything to go in and and was in kind of this great this really good headspace ready to get to work and then I walk into the gallery, and of course, there's two people sitting in there having a conversation. Um, and lenny had <laughs> they had asked Lenny if they could use the space to have kind of a private meeting. And I like i i'm I was amazed at the feelings the amount of rage that came up in me, uh, <laughs> when I walked in and my expectations were, um, were, you know, like, well, I guess shattered or I don't, shattered seems too, too strong of a word, but, um, life didn't go the way that I had planned for it to go. And that's such a, on such a small, stupid scale, but like, you know, you when you're getting ready to, to have something go the way that it should go and that you've been planning for for a couple days well that with that experience maybe one day and then and then you walk in and, and people are in there and they you know are disrupting the flow because I, when i paint i i don't i like to be completely alone and i like to listen to music and um unless i'm teaching but for the most part the the best work that i that i feel that i've done has always come when either i'm painting by myself or another fellow artist that i'm really comfortable with uh like any of the any of the artists that are part of the gallery i can paint alongside them but even then i i guess probably my more serious studio work like i need that um time to just sit and do nothing and be okay um sitting sitting there looking at the canvas for like an hour before um doing anything and so because it I guess it you know I don't know maybe you guys can relate to like it it can take a long time to kind of get into that creative flow to where you to where it you feel like okay now I know exactly how to I'm feeling it. I know exactly how to attack this, this canvas. And so that day, I think I was, I had, I was getting into that mindset of, yep, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get this commission done and I'm ready. I'm excited. I kind of know how I'm going to do this thing. And then I walk in and there's two people in there having a conversation. And so immediately I just left and went and grabbed something to eat somewhere else Uh, went and grabbed a bagel from a different coffee shop, came back, they were still in there, went upstairs and was uh, kind of cold-shouldered them. And and one of them was a friend of mine. She actually had a a shop within the same building. And so it was kind of cold to them. And and she wanted me to see, to look at, (laughs) my friend wanted me to look at the art of this other person. And that was like, that was like the last thing in the whole world I wanted to do because I had the vision of what I was going to do in my head. And I, when I get that way, I do not want to look at anything else. And so, um, gosh, I'm getting all revved up just retelling this, just thinking about this. Um, and so I was very, I was very rude to these, to this, uh, to my friend and to this, uh, to this friend of hers. And, um, So they, I think they kind of got the hint and they, (laughs) that I was not in the mood to make new friends that day. And, um, so they left and then I tried to start painting and of course it didn't like, then it also didn't work because I was feeling like such a jerk for the way that I had acted and, and I was a jerk to him. Um, so then I had to go find my friend and apologize and try to make things right Um, you know, I, I stewed over it for like an hour or two, probably two, and then, and couldn't, you know, couldn't get into that creative zone, and so, uh, I had to, I had to go (laughs) work things out with my friend before I could paint, and, uh, and then I, and then I was able to paint, but, I don't know, it's crazy, it's crazy how, uh, if my internal world is not um, if I'm not healthy internally or if I'm in conflict with people, man, I find it really hard to be um, creative. And so uh, I don't know. You just have to I guess I guess you gotta hold your expectations loosely and roll with the punches. and uh, Because life is is, first, like the only certainty in life is that it's it's going to throw curve balls at you. I guess. That's the only thing you can expect. I'm sure there's some sort of like a saying about that. The only thing you can expect is the unexpected. Is that a saying? Probably is. Okay. Uh, I'm coming close to Bed Bath and Beyond and uh, I'm going to get that coffee maker and then we'll be back. Back to the house. Maybe I'll th- If I think of any other things that I want to ramble off to you, I'll tell you some more, but uh, I think that's, that's all I got for right now. Okay. I got one. I got a coffee grinder. Oh man. You know what's crazy is that I am like more upset about the fact that Pete took my coffee grinder than... I'm not even sure if it was my coffee grinder. Um, but that Pete took the coffee grinder, even if it was his, to begin with. <laughs> I'm more upset by that. But my plans for having coffee today were were derailed. I'm more upset by that than by the idea that my $1,200 MacBook Pro might be dead. <laughs> How messed up is that? Oh, man. That's so stupid. Um. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, um, I was also thinking about there's this really beautiful thing, uh, that I heard about the idea of, uh, like a perfect gift and, um, what, like, what is a perfect gift? And this philosopher said, um, that, um, you know, there's different kinds of of gifts. So there's, there's one gift that is, um, you know, like I say, I, give a coffee grinder to my friend, Pete. Um, he receives the coffee grinder and he knows that I've given it to him and I know that I've given it to him. And so, um, like he gives me thanks back. So there's like, it's a, the gift I give him the gift, but then he gives me the back, the gift of gratitude. Um, and so, uh, that's one kind of a gift. And then there's maybe another kind of a gift where, like, let's say, like the person who gives a gift anonymously, that the person, uh, say, I give uh, Pete uh, fifty dollars and uh, put it in his new mailbox or something, and and uh, and he doesn't know that I've given him, that it was me that gave him the gift. Well, still, I kind of get the satisfaction of like, oh, I'm a good person for having given Pete $50, especially after the fact that he took my coffee grinder. So that would be another kind of a gift, right? The anonymously given gift. But I still get kind of that satisfaction that that I'm a good person for having done that. I still know that I gave the gift. But the, but the philosopher said that there's a, a different there's a third kind of a gift and it's the kind of a gift that is that the person giving it doesn't know they've given it. And the person who receives it doesn't know that they've received it. And it's like, at first you think like, well, what the heck, what the heck could that possibly be? And then he says, well, what about the idea of forgiveness? You know, that sometimes we, um, we forgive somebody of something, uh, and we don't even realize that we have forgiven them. And they maybe didn't even realize that, you know, they didn't know that we've forgiven them, or maybe didn't even know that we were holding a resentment against them. Um, and so, so like, but but perhaps it is possible that you become the kind of person that just, just as often as your, um, as you feel, or how should it say, how should I say this? That you've become, like, it's possible to become the kind of person that is really unoffendable just because you kind of live life, you go through life. Um, I guess maybe always, always just seeing the best. Maybe this does get back to that that idea of you could be sick but still affirm life—that you become the kind of person that, just as a, just as a uh, heart beats or just as like a hummingbird's wings flap, you forgive. It's it's become that natural to you that any little slight, any little um, you know offense that could be taken just rolls right off your back because because um you just affirm the goodness in life all the time and um so that's i don't know that's that's something to think about I, i'm definitely not there clearly if you're listening to this you can <laughs> hear that uh, but i i will say that i am excited to tell pete to go listen to this episode so that he can hear all my frustration with him and um that'll be fun so pete I'm very frustrated with you, <laughs> but I love you, and one day I will forgive you for taking the coffee grinder. All right, I'll check back, I'm, i will you guys, this, by the way, this coffee that I'm going to make is going to taste so good by the time I get back, and, and, like, having gone on this, taking an hour out of my day just to, just to... Get what I wanted. <laughs> it's gonna make this coffee taste so good. So, um, and then, so I'll, I'll get back to the house. I'm sitting in road construction right now, but um, I'll get back to the house and I'll make this coffee, and then I'll uh, go through an email that was sent in. Okay, I'm back. Back at the house. And, uh, got coffee beans here open these up. This is from Revel Roasters here in Billings. Our friend Gary owns that. Best uh, coffee roaster in, in the Northwest. And, uh, oh man, that smells good. This is a Kiambu, Kenya. It says Juicy Bright SL28 and SL34 AB Cultivators from the Komothe. <laughs> Cooperative in Ka- Kayambu. Notes of tropical fruit, black currant, cocoa with a juicy lemon lime finish. We'll see. I like, uh, I, I tend to like African coffees more than Central American or, uh, or South American. So, I like Kenyans and I like Ethiopian. Uh, Origin coffee, oh, that's probably, probably more than I need. In here. I'm not really that uh, precise with uh, the way I make it, which is stupid. After okay, all right. So there we go. I'm gonna set set the phone further away so it's not so loud when I grind it. get my cup of coffee, and then I will uh, read some emails. Okay, here we go. Pouring myself first cup of coffee with, the, with this Kiambu Kenyan. Oh yeah, that's nice. That's, that was well worth all of this. Definitely taste the cocoa part of this tropical fruit uh, yeah I definitely taste the cocoa part of that description okay so let 's get on to some emails stop fooling around here thanks for sitting through all that chaos all that derailment hopefully there was something something that we can all learn from that that Sometimes things don't go as expected. And uh, anyways, okay, here we go. Hopefully this keeps on recording. I'm gonna flip back here in a second and make sure that it is. Oh wait. Okay, looks like it is. Okay. So here we go. This is this was just emailed in the other day. It says Mr. Murphy. I just wanted to say a few things. Thank you for your open openness on these. It's so important. Many people have these facades. And for you to have the courage to be vulnerable and accessible in a way to the listener holds great merit. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I think you're, de- <laughs> you're definitely getting it up with this one. It is encouraging for those who have been through or may be going through similar things as you. Sorry, that coffee maker is so loud right now. Um, it's almost done let's see what can I do here i'm gonna i'm gonna go sit outside on my front porch real quick while I read this all right so now all my neighbors can just think I'm crazy talking to myself um, uh, okay, so it says um It's encouraging for those who have been through or maybe going through similar things as you. Not only that, in turn, you are teaching the importance of looking inward and finding the root of our actions or, or be it, uh, reactions. Thanks. Yeah, that's been really fun. It's been really fun to learn about a lot of this stuff. And and if any of you guys are interested in, in kind of learning some of the stuff that I, um, where I'm, where I'm kind of getting things from, um, learning a lot, uh, by kind of studying psychoanalysis. So of course that's, you know, Freud. Um, and, uh, there's a book called, why do I do that? And it's about psychological defense mechanisms. Um, there's another guy named Peter Rollins who, um, really he's probably the most influential guy for me right now. Um, Okay, so here we go. She says, uh, Sounds to me like you're on the right track. The Bible is a good stepping stone for sure. Keep delving deeper and questioning. The Matrix quote sums that up a bit. How far are you willing to go and reassess the beliefs you've held for a lifetime? I guess that's. Gosh, I can't get away from the noise out here. Sorry. There's people mowing lawns and. Jeez. Okay, one sec. This is such, This is the most chaotic episode I've ever put out there. Now the coffee machine is quiet again. Okay, so so she says the Matrix quote sums that up a bit. How far are you willing to go and reassess the beliefs you've held for a lifetime? I that I'm assuming that's what um, Lawrence Fishburne's character says to Neo. I forget. Uh, I know his name starts with an M. I forget what that character's name is off the top of my head. Uh, Morpheus. Yeah, I'm assuming that Morpheus says, how far are you willing to go and reassess the beliefs you've held for a lifetime? Also, I had to laugh, uh, and then in parentheses she says, after I was annoyed when you talked about someone writing a children's book. I've written quite a bit and have in the past few years convinced myself my next project would be just that, write a children's book. I personally feel I am too esoteric and, uh, and I need to be more simplistic in how I go about conveying what I want to say. And therein lies my challenge. So if I'm remembering right, esoteric means that it's, um, too, too specific or too, um, understood by only a few. So, uh, I personally feel that I'm too, um, esoteric and I need to be more simplistic in how I go about conveying what I want to say. And therein lies my challenge. I think sometimes, uh, we do tend to set goals for ourselves that we know either won't be reached or will take quite a bit of effort and time which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing as long as as we know this is the bottom line. Uh, I totally agree with that. The whole lack thing made me cringe quite a bit. I do understand what you're saying, though. Basically, it's about acceptance of whom and and where we are at this moment, being grateful for that and accepting the so-called flawed individuals we imagine we are. I could go on... And on here, um, but I won't. Uh, basically, it's about acceptance of whom, whom, and where we are at this moment, and being grateful for that, and accepting the so-called flawed individuals we imagine we are. Yeah, I that I really agree that that especially yeah, accepting the so-called flawed and mad uh, individuals we imagine we are. There is something that's always trying to convince us that, that we're not enough as is. And, and really, I think I'm really feeling lately like, no, uh, that's just, that's just, um, it's kind of like everywhere we look, things are telling us, are communicating the message, whether implicitly or explicitly, um, that you're not enough. Uh, like you flip through magazines and it says, uh, and everywhere the the implicit message is um, are you um, are you in shape are you healthy um, and if you 're not you 're not um, you know you 're you 're somehow lacking in life um, and I remember hearing that there was some magazine that just explicitly said that some ad that just explicitly said that, that like the slogan was, or the question on the ad was, are you Beachbody ready? And then they ended up getting a bunch of flack for that, for like, um, you know, kind of body shaming and all that. And, and I think, um, really it's, it's just that they were saying the explicit, they were explicitly saying the message that basically everywhere we're, we're seeing that, um, told to us, just not, uh, it's just kind of like, uh, it's more veiled that message is typically, um, uh, okay. So yeah, the whole lack thing made me cringe a bit. Yeah. I was telling this to a friend the other day and and they really didn't like, (laughs) didn't like that that term either. And, um, that's okay. I guess maybe I'll try to keep on explaining it. Maybe I'm not fully understanding it myself, but, um, it's been making a lot of sense to me that, um, again, that it's just this idea that there is the difference between who I am and and who I kind of wish I was and that there's anxieties and frustrations that I feel, um, on a regular basis. And, the question is, can I just say, can I just live with that? Can I live with that tension? Um, that tension of not being who I wish I was all the time. And um, and can I just kind of set aside those judgmental voices? Um, that's what I mean by, by the lack. Uh, okay, and then she says, thank you again uh, for all your diligence and hard work. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that you're doing in the Billings community. Stay encouraged knowing that everywhere a piece of art from the gallery, uh, everywhere a piece of art from the gallery is is, it, uh, is impacting the viewer in a remarkable way. And every person who has been influenced by the work or by walking through the gallery doors is now passing along that wonderment um, affecting more people than you know oh this is from my friend angelique oh thanks Ange. i didn't realize that that was you as i was reading this that's very nice um <clears throat> yeah so um thank you again yeah, thanks for writing in. Uh, that's kind of the fun part about not reading these beforehand. Um, so I got a couple other ones. Let me see how I'm doing on time here. Where are we at? We're at 44. Yeah, I might I might just end it there. Um, I think this has been a crazy enough episode to end it there. Um, There was something... Basically, it's about... Thank you. Oh, yeah. This part about... um, Let's see. She says, basically, it's about the acceptance of... The acceptance of whom and where we are at this moment. Being grateful for that and accepting the so-called flawed individual we we imagine we are. I um I've thought about this idea of like can we accept the acceptance of others? So and this comes I this kind of comes up a lot where you'll like some situation will happen where um say say somebody is like mm, let's see Say somebody, um, well, I'm, I'm going to use this example and, and I want to be careful because the person who, who is, uh, part of, part of this story usually listens to this podcast. So I want to be kind of, kind of careful with it. But basically there was this friend that, um, she was going to bring something and and then she forgot, um, uh, she forgot the, the thing that she said she was going to bring in, which, which meant that, um, basically that me and this other friend, were going to have to go buy this, this thing. Um, uh, I'll just say what it is. So one friend forgets to bring an easel that this other friend was going to use. And that is, uh, you know, there really, uh, um, we, myself and the other friend had no hard feelings, had no, uh, had no, um, we didn't, it was totally fine that, that the easel was, was forgotten and left at home the other friend needed to buy an easel anyways and so it, it worked out totally fine but i think it took it took this um this person a little bit of time to accept the acceptance accept that that we truly it was no problem at all and um and there's just this like fighting this this inner turmoil that can happen i think uh when when you kind of, when you're like, ah, dang it, I didn't, I forgot that thing. I didn't live up to who, who I thought I was. And here I've let these people down. And I think that maybe we, we think that we've let people down. Um, and we, and we beat ourselves up for that when really the other people aren't, um, don't feel that way at all. So the idea is there is acceptance for, uh, forgetting something or, or for being late. I see this a lot for like when people are, are late, usually the person that they've stood up is kind of like, no, no, don't, don't worry about it. But so there's acceptance there, but, but the, the harder thing is the acceptance of the acceptance. Can, can we accept other people's grace, uh, that they're showing us? Um, and that's all this this internal thing, and and when we can't, um, you know, it we, it's really hard to do that, and we and we keep on, uh, we keep on like coming up with, um, you know, different excuses and stories and and stuff to to try to justify uh, to ourselves why and to them, you know, why we were late or whatever, and and really I think. I think that we can. I want to get to the point where I no longer feel that need to do that. That I that I can just accept. That it first starts with me accepting uh, myself, and um, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll end on that, and uh, I think that's yeah. We'll end there. Thanks so much for listening. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you, we'll talk to you sometime next week. Bye everybody.